0: Hey everyone and welcome to this edition of the Sunshine Boys Podcast. I'm Jim Williams. Joining me, the Sunshine Boys themselves, Ira Kaufman and Joe Henderson. Tim Williams with us from in Boston. And guys, you know, the first thing I want to say is I want to congratulate all of us on being able to pick the Florida Gators to move into this week's <laughs> um, You know, fortunately, I'm sure those of you who didn't have a chance to listen to last week knew that of all the Florida teams, which of course meant FSU, Miami, Florida Gulf Coast, and the Gators. We were all on the Gators bandwagon. So, um, no need to go back to last week's podcast. That. <laughs> nothing uh, to
1: nothing to see there. Nothing, nothing to, to see,
0: see there. We were on the Gators <laughs> bandwagon from the get-go. Uh, so that was it. Ira, your um, Arizona team was pretty impressive
2: in the first uh, weekend of week, Absolutely, Jim. And and you know the Pac-12. I think overall. Um, yeah, yeah. Three three teams have advanced and uh, I believe they're eight and one guys so far. Um and uh boy a potential uh Arizona Gonzaga matchup. We talked about it last week. It's a little closer to uh reality now and um there's some serious uh there is some serious big men talent among those two teams and I think that's the matchup uh, most people want to see out west.
0: What about UCLA
2: Kentucky? Well, what a start what a start in the, in the, in the South region uh Joe, you don't get a matchup like this uh, right off the bat in a sweet 16 uh th- this could be a, you know this could be the final matchup uh in Glendale uh, nobody would uh you know in, in, in any other year, so uh, I think people have a lot to look forward to this weekend in terms of that UCLA Kentucky matchup.
1: Yeah, I mean, UCLA, a lot of people like them coming into the tournament, um, mostly because they can score anywhere, anytime, from any place. And, you know, of course, we know about Kentucky. Kentucky just keeps getting better and better and better. And I I will admit that halfway through the season, I was not that sold on Kentucky. I thought that uh, this whole philosophy that uh, John Calipari has of uh, the one and done was finally going to do him in and but the, but the guy can coach say what you will about him he can get a team ready to play and he can he can take these seemingly uh, separate parts and mold them uh into a unit that is very dangerous this time of year so that's going to be an absolutely magnificent game and I'm really looking forward to that
0: Tim your Oregon team this- moved into the sweet 16
3: yeah, Oregon's playing very well. And and just to Joe's point on Kentucky, they're playing their best basketball right now. And as talented as a lot of teams in this country are, I always look for that coming into the tournament and always look for that at this time of year. Who is playing the best right now that they've played all season? And I don't know if there's anyone else that can say that more strongly than Kentucky can. They they came in on fire and they've really not slowed down. And I think Oregon's done very well as well. They've got they actually have a tough matchup in and of they're up against Michigan, I believe, this week. Yes. Yeah. This game.
0: They got they drew Michigan. What about yeah, um which is the surprise team, more surprise team? South Carolina or Xavier? Uh, i uh,
2: that's
1: a coin flip. Um South Carolina played very, very well during the season hit a little you know rough patch there uh, Xavier to me though uh, really I thought they would check out early in this thing because they had injuries, they were stumbling down the stretch uh, you just looked at them and and they did not have the look of a team that would uh would be able to be in the sweet sixteen but here's Here's the other thing about South Carolina though and it's gotten some notice thanks to the bathroom law in North Carolina uh the the regional tournament uh or the uh, subregional there excuse me was moved down to um, to South Carolina which gave the Gamecocks an enormous home court advantage against Duke and uh, was key factor in them winning that game um they really benefited by that so the message is that uh you know the so-called real world out there of politics and all that can have uh, implications for what happens uh in your ncaa tournament brackets uh that's by
2: that uh too- you know and you know, by that token you know uh kansas which would have been a a bear uh a- anywhere no matter where they were playing whether it was uh San Antonio or Madison Wisconsin uh, they're in Kansas City and uh they're playing Purdue and this Josh Jackson, you know, he's had some off-court issues, no question about it. Uh but some some uh some scouts uh think this this guy might be the best player in the country, uh maybe maybe the best pro prospect going going into the June draft. So he's coming along strong and You know, Tim's talked about uh, Frank Mason a lot on these podcasts, Uh, his experience, his poise. uh, That's a tough matchup for Purdue, but Purdue's got, you know, they got this double-double guy. Uh, Caleb Swanigan, he's, uh, you know, the the guy's an automatic double-double. There aren't many guys out there like him. Um, And he's going to be a tough matchup for Kansas, but I think Kansas' experience uh, in in the backcourt, at least. Makes them a prohibitive favorite, I think, in the Midwest. What about yeah, the? Go ahead, Joe. No, no, go ahead. I was You're just going to say,
0: you know, with regard to you know, we were joking a little bit earlier about Florida, but you know, given the few games they played, you got to wonder, man, if they had John Ebukwu back and on this team, what my, you know, would they would be a legit favorite for a final four team maybe even a championship tech caliber team
3: yeah the bracket's working out very well for them and it 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 is a bit of a shame that they have that injury to igbunu because before that they were another one of those teams that was playing their best basketball late in the season and you really can't play your best basketball when your centers hurt although they've really adjusted in those first two rounds they've Controlled the boards about as well as you can without having your seven foot starter and they played fantastic defense in that second round that holding your opponent under 40 points that's not something you see very often in the tournament and if you do the other teams usually a 16 seed so that was a real accomplishment for Florida and you know I I don't know how deep they can go in this tournament I did have them making the sweet 16 but that's that's about as far as most people anyone would have them going that's as good as they've been this year it's kind of hard to believe without your your rebounding stalwart that you can actually come in and and do a lot but well they're facing they're not facing a 1 seed like we thought they might be at this point they're facing an 8 seed in Wisconsin so they actually could keep going who knows
1: uh wisconsin team that just knocked out villanova so let's 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 hold on 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 that and uh, the uh the there is a there to me there are two great storylines uh in the sweet 16. one is we have to tip our hat to the much maligned sec i thought that the sec was was frankly way down this year i didn't i didn't like hardly anything about that conference. And here we are in the Sweet 16 and the and the old SEC has three of the 16 teams uh, still in the field. So good on them, bad on me. And the other is, you could talk about whatever you want about the, the team or that. The best story, team story in this tournament right now are the Michigan Wolverines. That, that what they've overcome uh, to get this far is is just phenomenal. Uh playing, you know, and it goes back to to the uh, Big 10 tournament, you know, where they had all their issues there and you know, they in beating Louisville the other day was just a great accomplishment for them that I did not see coming. I thought Louisville would dispatch them. So they are they are blistering from the three-point line right now, and they are playing with extreme confidence. And that a lot of people are starting to look at them as a uh, maybe in a regional final against uh, Kansas, and people would assume Kansas would win that. I assume nothing anymore when it comes to Michigan. The, they're a great story with what's happening.
2: Hey, Jim, one more point about the Gators'
1: mm-hmm. uh,
2: which I think is worth noting. Um, Our boy Jeremy Foley, uh, you know, in in one of his uh, major final acts in a long, distinguished career as uh, Mm A.D. in Gainesville, uh, is faced with replacing uh, Billy Donovan. Um, And we know what Donovan did with that basketball program, and he ended up overshadowing the football program. recently and that's not easy um and then he comes up uh with you know with with the right guy and you know as Tim points out they're operating without their big man their defense is out of this world right now pressure defense um and Wisconsin's going to get a taste of that now Wisconsin you know they're a senior laden team I understand that uh but let's give Foley some final props uh Jim on a heck of a run in Gainesville um, and find them the right coach. You know, a lot of people that in Gainesville didn't know about this guy and who, who's he. And, and boy, it hasn't taken them long to put a stamp on that program.
0: No, no question about it. I mean, uh, he's done a great job. And uh, I mean, they shot the lights out in those first two games they played. And, you know, you hate to say, you know, as Tim is saying, that you know they're playing a Wisconsin team. Wisconsin really didn't look all that great. Uh, if Florida shoots like they did in the games that they played, there's no reason to believe they can't beat Wisconsin. Uh, because I just, I'm not sold on the Big Ten this year. I'm totally not sold on the Big Ten at all. And uh, so I, I wouldn't be surprised if Florida could hold it together and shoot the way they do. I mean, you know, them, although asking them to shoot 60% in every game they play is probably a little unrealistic, but uh, they definitely they definitely should be able to, you know, make it work.
3: Um, you know, you talk about funny. conferences. One thing that really stands out to me looking at this Sweet 16, if you look at the conferences everyone comes from, there's really no big upset. There's an 11 seed in Xavier, but they're from the Big East. So you have the only thing close to a mid-major conference represented in the Sweet 16 is a one seed in Gonzaga. Everyone else is from what is ostensibly a major conference. I know the Big East isn't what the Big East was the original time around, but it's still, it's not small. So you have, mostly it's it's the blue bloods of college basketball that made it this far. And, you know, to, to Ira's point about Jeremy Foley and about Florida, even without Billy Donovan, it seems like Florida belongs in this group.
2: Jim, you know, along those, those conference lines, it's worth mentioning. Uh, and, uh, you know, Joe said, uh, he, you know, he didn't put a lot of stock in the SEC uh, during the regular season. And why would you? Uh, Joe, Joe, where, oh, where uh, is the vaunted uh, ACC? Great, uh, great They,
1: great they question. now have
2: all their stock in the Tar Heels of North Carolina. Um, and I believe they started with nine entrants, Joseph and they're down to one. So,
1: well, take that uh, ACC, yeah.
2: defense.
1: Well, the big Let's put it this way. In the Sweet 16 right now, the Big East with Butler yeah. and Xavier have 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 a larger representation than the ACC. The uh you know, Jim is maligning the uh the Big 10, but they've got three teams in the Sweet 16. And The, I don't know, uh, the the ACC this year looked to be the strongest conference. You know, just, it passed the eye test, if you will. But Florida absolutely obliterated Virginia in a matchup that really should have, could have gone either way that you would think. Florida just, just annihilated them. And Duke kind of ran into a buzzsaw down against South Carolina, but you're Duke, you're supposed to win that game. And they uh, they had the halftime lead, everything's in, in there uh, going the way they want it to, and they wind up uh, losing the, the, the game and their season's over. So, you know, the ACC, maybe next year, we will learn uh, to uh, take a deeper breath before we anoint a conference as the super conference based on what we see in the regular season. Because at that point, all they're doing is playing each other. And at some point, Yeah, you're going to look good. Um, But Ira, you you alluded, and you've been on it early, to the Pac-12. That's that's where the power is this year. Arizona, Oregon, UCLA uh, in the uh, Sweet 16. And you can make a case for either of those three teams winning the national championship. Maybe not Oregon, but um, certainly UCLA and Arizona. And I don't think you can say that about any other conference at this point.
2: They'll have a lot of support in Glendale, right, Jim? Whoever get if they
0: get Oh that. absolutely. I mean they I think what was it Tim and you were talking about the fact that um, UCLA was in is um, in Sacramento. And you know, that was not a bad deal for them. It's it's actually even closer. Um Phoenix is actually closer to LA than Sacramento. So U C L A and Arizona both will have um you know there'll be a lot of, of, of fans that be ready to you know, to to follow Pac-10 and and root them on. Anybody,
2: and yeah, as you guys uh, know, and, and, in those kind of events, you pick Tim up you a lot of. From other teams. Tim, are you surprised FSU uh, didn't didn't show up um, for its uh, second uh, round matchup, uh, or are we used to that in uh, Tallahassee at this time of year?
3: Uh, you look at their out of conference schedule In Florida State it coming into this tournament, it was, they were kind of one of the wild cards of the tournament in that they played a lot of really up and down moments throughout the regular season. They had some high highs and some low lows. So it it was interesting to see that, but yeah, you're right. I, I guess that's become kind of a, a theme for Florida State as they start to build their basketball program into a more competitive ACC program. And you know they've come a long way in that regard, but they still, when it comes tournament time, they they looked a little exhausted. Which, you know, to compete with that that ACC schedule and go through that ACC tournament, I can imagine it's a bit exhausting.
1: Oh man! <laughs> come on, outstanding. Come well, on. I,
3: I write about Florida. <laughs> I didn't want to seem like I was being, you know, like I was bashing this uh, Florida. <laughs>
1: This was so predictable with Florida State, and you know, while we're bashing ourselves for uh, not picking the Gators last week, I believe we were all over Florida State as a potential uh, flame-out. I don't and think we had
0: Florida State in the, in, the, in the
1: Sweet 16.
3: I think we all had no, Florida Gulf yeah. Coast. Yes,
1: well, yes, that's right. the Gulf Coast at least put up a battle. Uh, the way that that Florida State went down in the second round was just was humiliating it, it really was it was embarrassing and you know a lot of fingers are being pointed right now at Leonard Hamilton uh, I don't know that that's fair but I don't know that it isn't they've, they've you know didn't mean to pick on you there at uh, Tim but FSU's been in the ACC for a while now and so this whole notion that they're trying to build a an ACC uh level program really uh, isn't a factor. They had the players to compete this year. They they finished second in the conference. They you know, they should have been able to show up and for them to lay the egg that they did in the in the second round was just just uh unacceptable, I think is, is the word that comes to mind. Just, you can't have that.
2: You no, know, uh, Jim, a couple of weeks ago, uh, I was in New York and I had the, uh, the privilege of seeing Hamilton. Uh, it was a brav- bravura performance. Uh, you know, one of the, one of the great, uh, m- moments of the year for me. Uh, and then last week I had the chance to view, uh, Hamilton again, Leonard Hamilton. <laughs> and, um, that would have closed after uh, two nights gentlemen. Uh, I That would never made it
0: out of New Haven,
2: Ira. <laughs> uh guys, he's been there 15 years. Now, you know, I understand he's in there with the sharks uh of the college basketball world, but I think he's made five uh, tournament appearances in uh 15 years, maybe two sweet 16s, but you know, can can you can you get some players that that can perform in March in in, in Tallahassee? Um not a bad place to play. Um, school with a big reputation. Uh, I'm with I'm Henderson on this one. Uh, Tim, you're out. Uh, I, I don't know if Hamilton's getting fired. I don't think he is, but um, no. I expect I expect a little more out of Tallahassee.
0: I'll tell you what, boys, as we listen to the Sunshine Boys podcast with Ira Kaufman and Joe Henderson, Tim Williams, guessing from, from Baltimore, from Boston, and um, I'm Jim Williams' host. Uh, guys, I, I, look, Leonard Hamilton is underperformed, but I will guarantee you this. I would in a New York second take Leonard Hamilton as the head basketball coach at South Florida. Well, to get
2: going again. Oh, boy.
1: No, no, I'm not going to take the bait. Not going to take it. Um, but teenager, no. Joe? It was all for you, buddy. No, it was there, but, you know, we're talking about, you know, Nothing. real basketball teams right now, not Theoretical ones like they have at South Florida, so um you know, they they have you know they've got their own issues that could take up two podcasts but right now the the focus you know as long as we're talking about Florida state all right, you win twenty six games this year, right, you finish second in the in the a c c you beat Duke, you beat North Carolina, you do all this stuff, and everybody falls in love with them and they start going, well, this is the year. This is the year. These guys are Lucy in the football when it comes to basketball expectations. Every year you think, okay, they, now they got to figure it out. Now they're going to be fine. To, they were in Orlando against an 11 seed, the Xavier Musketeers, who got in basically by the skin of their teeth to get into the tournament. And Florida State did not show up. They just, I, it is inexplicable. You know, you don't lose, if you lose 71 to 70, you say, well, you know, March madness. This was March quitness. <laughs> they blown out by 25 points in Orlando against an 11 seed. You know, that's going to leave a mark. And uh, I would think. That Florida State Leonard Hamilton, the whole athletic staff there is should be deep into self evaluation at this point because this is this is a trend uh a lot of people saw it coming they did, and they nobody could be surprised that Florida State is not in the sweet sixteen as their talent level suggests they should have been.
2: Anybody think, uh, Jim, anybody think Butler's got a shot against uh, the Tar Heels?
3: Well, it's hard to count Butler out entirely. It's certainly, it for one, it's a single elimination tournament, so any team against any team, but that's such a cliche. But Butler earned their way here. They're a four seed. They played very well in the first two rounds. North Carolina is going to be a tall order for anyone moving forward, but yeah, I, I would give Butler at least a puncher's chance.
2: They're shooting, uh, they're shooting exceptionally well, Jim Butler, Except, yeah. uh, especially from long distance. Uh, and and see, you know, North Carolina was not that impressive, Joe, against Arkansas. They uh, they fell behind. They they showed poise down the stretch, but uh, it was not an overwhelming performance, Joe.
1: No, no, it wasn't, and. Um... I think we, if we haven't learned by now, we should have learned that you never, ever, ever count Butler out. And so, do I think they will win? No. Uh, Will I, you know, have to close my mouth in astonishment if they do? No. (laughs) Uh, This. They swept
2: Villanova, right, Joe? they
1: swept Villanova yeah they swept Villanova and they extremely well coached well disciplined uh not going to be in awe of North Carolina they're going to look at North Carolina as like well okay you're a good team but we have played a lot of good teams this year we deserve to be here and by golly we're going to we think we can beat you and so let you know uh, I'm not gonna be shocked at any result we see from here on out, I'm really not. This is not a dominant North Carolina team. Uh, They have, uh, as Ira noted, uh, at times looked less than overwhelming and they tend to go into protracted lapses as we saw the other day against Arkansas and it almost cost them. So, you know, that's another one of those, this is another one of those games where you just sit back and go, Okay. Uh, Tar Heels, you're the favorite, but uh dangerous team on the other side of the bracket. Uh so I think I think North Carolina's like an eight point favorite. Um but i my bet is that it'll be closer than that.
0: Okay guys, any thoughts on the uh, final four? Give you a shot, um Ira, you want to pick your final four?
2: Well, I want to pick up on <laughs> And our, our our man Tim Williams said, and and his philosophy of going with the hot hand, gentlemen. And I believe I employed that uh, that creed last week, and I, I jumped all over uh, SMU, gentlemen. And uh, see, I admit my mistakes, Henderson, uh, unlike you. And uh, where are oh, where, huh? <laughs> <laughs> where is SMU? I don't make mistakes, Where is SMU? Look, I I I like Arizona. I mean, I'm I'm not making any secrets about them. They they've been some. They've been underachievers, uh, in, in some years past. Uh but I, I just like everything about that team. I don't think Xavier's gonna beat them. Um, you know, as, as much as they dismantled FSU. Uh, I'm looking forward to an Arizona Gonzaga matchup uh to come out of the West. And uh I, I got Arizona going to uh Arizona for the Final Four, uh where I think they're gonna be a tough out, uh, Jim.
0: I don't I wouldn't disagree. They're they're a good team, and you were on them from the get go, Joseph. You got well, Tim. You do. Final four will give Joseph another moment to get his. I
3: I still you, you know I picked Kentucky coming in to win the national championship, and I don't think anything that happened this last weekend str- swayed me at all. I think Kentucky's still the team to beat moving forward. If they have to go to Arizona and play Arizona, that's going to be a tall order. That's a that's going to be a loud building for them to go into. But I think that they're poised. And, well, with the way John Calipari runs his program, I think everyone's going to be looking at that as you're going to get booed in the pros too. You might as well get used to it here. So I I still have Kentucky, and I still would like to see Oregon make the Final Four, I, if only because I picked them to make the Final Four and they're not eliminated <laughs> yet.
2: Kim, do you yeah. trust uh... – Tim, do you trust Malik Monk's uh, shot right now? It, it, it he he doesn't seem to be shooting with a lot of confidence. Uh, Tim,
3: no, I I don't think he's shooting with a lot of confidence. I think they're playing better as a, an entire team, though. I think they're going to move the ball around, and they they're one of the few teams in college basketball that, if your best guy isn't hitting on all cylinders, they can move it all. They can move the ball around and find someone who is.
1: Joseph your turn. Okay. Well, I've been so accurate so far. I think I picked Duke to win the national championship. might've (laughs) been just a little off on that one. Uh, so so we're going to hit the reset button here and, uh, like Ira right now, um, I'm all over Arizona. I think that they are just playing uh, tremendous basketball and, uh, if they're ever going to get over that hump and make uh the final 4 it's going to have to be this year i think with all the with the way the brackets match for them because i'll tell you what they everybody's looking at a uh Gonzaga Arizona 1 2 matchup in the regional final uh not so fast my friends there is a very very dangerous defensive minded West Virginia team waiting for Gonzaga, uh, in San Jose. And that, if I were to, to pick one that is going to kind of raise eyebrows all over the country, I would, I would go with, uh, give West Virginia better than a puncher's chance right now to beat Gonzaga and Arizona, you know, I, a uh, great matchup there with, uh, uh Xavier, uh, I think Arizona wins that fairly handily. Sean Miller's old school, Xavier, um, where he left to go to uh, Arizona. And that sets up a regional final matchup with, in my mind, with what's going to be West Virginia and Arizona. And I just see uh, Arizona winning that one at that point. Um, the rest of it, I like. I see no reason to come off the Kansas bandwagon at this point. Um, I'm gonna go I had Kentucky um going to the final four. I've changed my mind. I'm going with u c l a and that one, and as far as uh the East, who cares? <laughs> you know, I, mean, I mean who cares it's it is a train wreck and uh so Wisconsin, Florida, um, uh, that'll be, that will probably be the, the winner of that will probably come out and go to, uh, the final four, but who knows? And, and I think the survivors in that region are uh, a good notch below those in the other three. So, you know, okay, I'll be a Homer and say the Gators come out of it, make a great story going to the final four. Um, but, uh, you know could they lose to Wisconsin yeah they could and uh Wisconsin will defend the three line uh Wisconsin will be strong uh, where I still uh, I've said all along the deeper Florida advances in the tournament the more they're going to feel the loss of John Buno in the middle and I think this is where that starts to show so we'll keep a we'll keep an eye on, on the east but uh I'm going to pick uh I'm still going to I picked Duke to win it all. So they're out right now. If I had to bet, it would, it would be Kansas.
2: Jim, did, uh, did Henderson just tell 19,000 fans at Madison square garden that, uh, (laughs) forget what you're watching. It doesn't matter. Did he just say that, Jim?
3: Uh, I think I
0: did. (laughs) I think I did. He suggested Uh, that maybe what they do IRA that day is go down a few floors in the building to Penn station and, uh, and maybe go to Sabo's and pick up a couple of pieces of pizza.
2: I'm I'm good with that. And uh Jim, uh well, what do you got to say about this, uh about this sweet uh,
3: sixteen,
0: I I you know what, Ira? I I I like UCLA. I, I think UCLA is is gonna be the team that's gonna win the national championship. I uh last week, as most of you know, uh, I was right on the UCLA bandwagon as I picked uh, um as I picked those wonderful guys from Philadelphia, Villanova to win it all. Uh, so uh, I like I just I, I just think UCLA is is going to be the team to, to win it all. I like UCLA and I like balls. So we'll go from there, guys. Um, your social media and some final thoughts, and we'll start uh, Tim with you.
3: You can follow me on Twitter at Tim Writes Sports, and. One quick final thought is Indiana basketball, please stay away from Brad Stevens. On behalf of everyone in in my hometown here in Boston, please stay away from Brad Stevens. And also, we're less than 12 hours as we record this on Wednesday morning from the finals of the World Baseball Classic. I know it still looks like spring training. It's just slightly more organized spring training, but the United States has made the final. They're playing Puerto Rico. These games have been excellent, and as a baseball fan, I cannot recommend it enough. This will be the most This will be the closest to playoff baseball you see until at least August.
0: Okay, Mr.
1: Henderson. Well, you can find me on uh, Twitter at the initial J Henderson Tampa, and um, in keeping with the. uh, theme of Indiana looking for a basketball coach, um, I don't think they're, that, that they have a realistic chance to get Brad Stevens, but if Jim Williams, UCLA Bruins, win the national title, what would keep the golden boy, Steve Alford, from returning to the scene of his collegiate glory and taking over? Indiana, and that, that's that's out there. Uh, it's all over the place. Alford hasn't really s- squelched it. Uh, there's rumors already that that uh, there's a seven-year, thirty-one million dollar contract floating out there somewhere that might be for uh, for Alford to to go back to Indiana. So uh, that's going to be a story until it isn't, and that's going to be up to Uh, Would Indiana love to have Steve Alford? I think that would be a pretty smart move by them. Does Steve Alford want Indiana is the better question. So that's a a neat little subplot as we watch the rest of the tournament unfold. Absolutely. And Ira, you're
2: up. All right. You can uh, catch me on Twitter at ICounselman76. I want to reflect back on uh, something that Tim said about baseball. I will uh, join our podcast next week from uh, lovely Phoenix, Arizona. Uh where the NFL owners meetings uh, are are there for 3 days and I'm going to make a little side trip uh to Mesa to see uh our old friend uh Joe Madden and his cubs. And I also want to uh tell our audience that uh through the efforts of uh, Mr. Joe Henderson, the good efforts of uh Joe um uh, in the next couple of podcasts, we will be uh, turning some attention to uh, the 2017 baseball season. We will have uh, a special guest or two, and a good one, uh, to give his insights on uh, on the upcoming season. So baseball's around the corner, uh, college hoops right in front of us, Jim. Uh, exciting times right now on the sports calendar.
0: Well, everyone, that brings to a close yet another edition of the Sunshine Boys podcast. Special thanks, of course, to the Sunshine Boys themselves, Ira Kaufman, Joe Henderson, to Tim Williams, who joined us from Boston. You know, if you want to follow us, and we hope that you do, on the Sunshine Boys podcast, that's easy enough to do, you can get us at the iTunes store, at Google Play, right here at Blog Talk Radio, and coming soon to tune in All right, so no excuses not to get the Sunshine Boys podcast, all right? Again, for Ira Kaufman, Joe Henderson, Tim Williams, I'm Jim Williams, your host of the Sunshine Boys podcast. Have a wonderful weekend.